hello everybody <laughs> um obviously do it exactly the same as normal it's this is me and and aj just on the podcast okay it's not hi um, yes hello <laughs> hey hello everybody this is parker from fnax 4 joined by falcon also a fnax 4 i'm the yeah. secret unlockable character that that's oh man i love that lore that's so good <laughs> um aj's out this week and we took the opportunity to um to get falcon on i i would do all the like things you know subscribe and uh i'll do it you know it's okay go, go it. for it yeah so welcome to directly to you as a fanatics for podcast mm -hmm. in honor of mario day mm. i got a bit of trivia for you mario fans out here um did you know that the square root of twenty six thousand four hundred eighty one is 191 it's not but that is today's episode 191 um <laughs> you can support this show by going to youtube.com slash fanatics four or twitch.tv slash fanatics four and give four dollars and 99 cents if you link your, uh, your Prime to your Twitch account, you don't even have to give us your $4.99. You can give us Jeffy B's $4.99. And we all know that spending someone else's money is much more enjoyable. So besides that, he has too many $4.99s anyway. So why not give it to us? Um, so for that $4.99, you get loyalty badges. You get switch keys from time to time. You get emotes, mm -hmm. you get gaming time with us, mm -hmm. and you have access to our supporters only Discord, um, which if you're active enough, you can bypass that completely and we'll get you in. Um, if you don't want to support us financially, you can always subscribe, that's free, youtube.com slash fanatics4, uh, uh, YouTube or you can rate and comment on, <laughs> <laughs> you can rate us on anchor.fm slash directly dash two dash you. Um, we play video games. Parker, what do you find? Man, that was pristine. I just a little round of applause, real quick, for that. Was any of that written down or just all off your noggin? Um, some of it is written down, um, but a lot of it is just from memory. Man, yeah, I, I obviously don't pay enough attention, AJ. <laughs> so thanks, AJ. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah, yeah, let's get into it. So, games we're playing. Um, I, hey, the reason I brought you on here is because we're going to be talking about F Zero a little bit later. So I'm not playing that yet, but I am planning on playing that. If we were recording on Friday, I would already have been trying to give that a go, but we're not. Um, so not playing FCR yet, but I think it probably drops at like 11 p.m. tonight. I don't know. I don't well, know. By if the that's... time it airs, you'll be playing it. Yeah, that's true. So by the time it airs, F Zero X, and I'll find out just how trash I am at stuff like that. But even though I haven't been playing F Zero, um, I have been playing it more mario kart than i had in a long time um i guess leading up to next week and the dlc courses and stuff like that but um some of it's just like my sister-in-law came over and so ashley and my sister-in-law and i just like played some mario kart and had fun but then i also realized that i had there are some um there's like two two grand prix on the mirror cup that i don't have three star gold gold medals oh, in it's been um, years. i i know i <laughs> i went through it all and like got a whole bunch of them and then when it first came out and stuff and then just like didn't um and there's a bunch on 200 cc like i have gold medals in all the 200 cc ones but some of them are rough like just barely made it yeah i'm matter. i'm not gonna 200 cc <laughs> um especially because like you can't i can't use my regular build like i have to make a build specifically for that for CC? yeah wow. right i mean or is that just me like i think it might just be it <laughs> <laughs> so i mean as as an f-zero fan and stuff like what 
um, how the, you know, 200 CC Mario Kart, how does that fare to, you know, F zero and stuff like, does it feel kind of like it's come, it's the upper echelon of Mario difficulty, Mario Kart difficulty and kind of touching the lower side of F zero or I don't know. Actually, the answer may surprise you. Hmm. It doesn't at all. <laughs> Simply because it's still too slow. It's oh, too okay. slow. Wow. But not only that, Mario Kart is not designed to go that fast. Yeah, right. Like, they didn't redesign the courses to accommodate for the additional speed. Yeah. So it's difficult because it wasn't, it's just not designed to do that. It's just yeah, not. Right. So when you try to compare that to a game that's specifically designed for speed, you can't compare it's it's not even it's not it's just not a comparison you can't yeah. you can't compare the two even though it's faster it's just like i mean why would i play this mm-hmm. when i be playing the actual game you know i mean it's kind of like i could imagine if you just sped up like a 2d like super mario world or something like that which yeah. that versus like celeste or whatever it's you just get different results because one of them is built for like doing things quickly and twitch kind of things whereas like super mario world still includes some you know waiting around for certain things and like you can get first cycles on on some bits but i'm sure there's still going to be some kind of waiting around that yeah other games designed for speed wouldn't have that so yeah that makes sense i could i could definitely see that and uh, that's that totally explains why i'm so bad at 200 cc it, it wasn't built for it come on man <laughs> it, it wasn't like in in regular modes you don't even have to touch the brake but now you have to use a brake all the time and yep. who wants to use a brake in a racing game so do you in f-zero do you not no oh interesting not I'm, only that I'm sure but that my is. machine doesn't have a reverse gear so you you go forward and you go fast and that's all you have to do yep. man so that's one of the things I've been playing in any case is a little bit more Mario Kart. I expect that I'll be playing more of that um, come next week. Uh, but yeah, it, it seems like Ashley and I kind of fell off of whatever other multiplayer games we were having together. And so we've been playing that a little bit together too, which is, which is nice. Um, but yeah, I'll get some other stuff, but what about you? Anything you've been playing? Actually, I've been playing Mario Kart too. Um, oh. My older brother, he came down from Chicago um for a bit we all ganged up at my grandma's house and nice. hooked up the switch on the tv and we played mario kart 64 um and we uh-huh. spent like three hours playing battle mode my aunt came and she commentated and she talked trash about how lame my brothers are at mario kart <laughs> and my brother he he was quick to jump to the point that only one of us got paid to play video games i.e me i used to go to smash tournaments and yeah. you know play for actual money but playing Mario Kart and playing Smash Bros. aren't, it's not the same game. So right. that excuse is out the window. <laughs> I'm yeah. playing that. Um, and then every once in a while, I'll, try, um, I'll play uh, Paper Mario. That's kind of like my comfort game. You mm-hmm. know, just turn it on and just kind of veg out. Yeah. I actually was just thinking about on NSO or on... Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, I, I'm pretty much done with Legends Arceus. I guess that's the other thing I've been sort of playing. But like... At this point, I'm doing some post-game stuff, but I, I think I'm just going to not. <laughs> it's probably what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, like it's I, when I, it feels kind of like a chore to open it up at this point, just because I think the game was designed well for the, it was designed towards the first big chunk of the game. And then now it feels like busy work kinds of stuff yeah. to get to get the last little bits tidied up. And I'm like, you know, I'd rather just yeah. not complete it and not do busy work and have fun when I'm, cause I get to play games so infrequently these days that like, it probably should be fun. That feels, yeah. 
you know, important. Um, I got that same feel you know. when I played um, Mario Odyssey. I was like, I'm going 100% this game. I got <laughs> past the past the end game, end game. I'm just like, yeah, no, never mind. So <laughs> as, I've got like 500 and some odd moves and that's where it's mm-hmm. going to stay. Yeah, that is one. I mean, I guess also putting myself back to 2017, like, you know, I was, that was like when I first was getting back into playing. I mean, probably the first time that I really like sat down and really enjoyed playing gaming in a playing gaming. I don't know what's going on. That's <laughs> what we do now. We playing gaming. We playing gaming, you know. Um, but still at that point, I think I probably had just like one game at a time and didn't have a backlog at all. So I definitely hundred percented Mario Odyssey. And it probably was some of a tour, but it was like, mm, I'm just gonna play something on here and this is more fun than you know starting something from scratch again that i've already played or something like that you know replaying something um but that said i i feel like i'd be right in the same boat with you at this point if i were to play mario odyssey and had other stuff that i could be playing and would be playing i would just like probably not so do you think it's going to be one of those things where you wait till scarlet and violet come out (sighs) yeah i think so um again i yeah at this point like I think the more I play of this game, kind of the um, maybe the less excited it makes me for Scarlet and Violet. Oh, Just, man, fatigue. Don't I, tell I, I know, but that's, yeah, that, that's kind of what it is. And it's, you know, it's my own fault at this point because I'm, I'm playing it in a way that it's, you probably, you're not really supposed to, if there is a supposed to anyway. Um, so, yeah, but that said, because I was kind of like, eh, I don't know if I'll play it anymore. Um, I was looking at the games on NSO and thought about starting up Paper Mario, which I've never played the first Paper Actually, I've only ever played um, Origami King. So I, I need to play Paper Mario. And it's definitely Oscar. a different experience. It's definitely a different mm-hmm. experience. And I might have my nostalgia goggles on, but <laughs> it's probably the best one. Um, okay. I, like I said, I've been playing it for 20 years and I still come back and, and you know, run through it. I'm doing a run with my brother right now. Mm-hmm. We, he He's never played it either. And so... He, he's trying to he, he called he texted me and asked me all day so i'm at this part what do i do what do i do just say, oh you're supposed to do this it's not let me see your stats and his stats yeah. are all like all over the place like mine oh, when i first started playing and he looks at mine he's like you only have 10 hp but you're level 15 how's that possible just i'm just doing a different run don't, mm-hmm. so don't worry about what i'm doing just just get through the game. <laughs> that's so funny that's interesting yeah it seems fun though so yeah i i'll i'll be sure to pester you about stuff when i get stuck in the future <laughs> honestly (laughs) i'm i'm also like there was a time that i would play games with like go through with guides and just like just follow the guide and pretty much do that and then at some point i was like that's dumb you shouldn't use it figure it out yourself you you dummy (laughs) um and i feel like i've kind of swung back the other way now where like i i will give you know one maybe two attempts whatever i qualify as an attempt to figuring out a thing and then if i haven't figured it out then i'm like i'm not gonna just like get bro you're stuck. an old man now you yeah exactly time to, it, to sit take, and grind something out for an hour exactly i gotta you know use the resources that ign and other folks have given us my dogs are like ripping up tissues do they still know like the, uh, the prima guides do they still make the what the prima guides oh i don't know What's a premium? You guys. Oh, I don't know. Strategy guys. Um, I know Prima like was it. a brand. They, I'm not sure if they're still in business anymore, but I know Nintendo Power had one. Uh-huh. And Prima had a unofficial one. 
that they would sell by five dollars cheaper than the official versions. That's I I like I like the idea of physical things like that just because it's like they're just nice collecting kinds yeah. of things. Um, I mean, but yeah, again, I I just I also can't get into collecting things because it's a slippery slope. I feel like so as long <laughs> as I stay far away from it, then you know, then then we're all good. But yeah, but yeah, I think that's generally what I've been playing. Uh, anything else? that you're playing these days um play some smash yeah um nice. also the reason why aj is not here is because mm-hmm. he's at collision in new jersey um in a tournament and he is going to kick butt um i think <laughs> it starts this weekend nice um, so he is going to be labbing the next two days which is not wise which is why he's not with us right now yeah um so we'll hear all about it when he comes back next week yeah do you still have you been to tournaments in a while or is that something that's interests you these days well, yeah, it's just that I don't have I I don't have the time to Yo, that's practice or to travel or to play. So I've just, I've kind of I've retired as it were. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I know you're also working on some other stuff that I'd be interested in asking you about. Something, something, something. It's comic book something. Tell me more. Something, something, something. Comic book something. Indie. That's truly all I know about <laughs> it at this point. <laughs> That's all anybody knows about it. And actually, no one knows about it except for you. And I guess we'll be listening to the podcast on Saturday. And I guess this will be the debut. Um, I've just about finished with the first chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm currently in the editing phase. But if I can share my screen, yeah, I will show you the first page or two. So you can kind of get an idea of what's going on. Nice. It's coming. Also, to give some context for falcon um you're pretty much like the only person that like when i think back to the times that i was listening to fanatics for like watching fanatics for before i um i can't see your screen for some reason oh there it is okay um like anytime that aj and logan at the time would pull comments and stuff almost it, it was there was pretty much always like one of your comments and one of my comments in you know the the directly to you conversation and stuff. And so I was like, man, this Falcon guy, he's cool. And then here we are. <laughs> so like pretty much all the way back to the beginning, when I think of early fanatics for like, that's tied with you, but um, this looks just super good. What are you the, okay. So tell me, yeah, just tell me about it. So I got, it's me and there's like three other people where mm-hmm. I've written about nine or 10 chapters or so I've got, almost four volumes written. Yeah. Um, it's me and a, and a team of people in Pakistan, actually. We are, we are doing the, the line art. We've actually mm-hmm. created 3D models and then we're gonna flat them down to 2D images. So that's how, so these aren't hand-drawn. The mm-hmm. machines on the cover here are not hand-drawn. Those oh, are actually 3D models that we rendered and then traced and then colored. Wow, um, so that's are, so interesting. So, so that way it can be consistent throughout because trying to do everything hand-drawn is going to be a pain or something yeah. like this. Um, so this one here, this story attempts to tell, gives more insight into who Captain Falcon is, where mm-hmm. he comes from, why he does what he does. Um, you know, so you kind of go through a day in his life Mm-hmm. As Gerald just happens to be the backdrop in which the story takes place, but mm-hmm. it's not the main focus. This is more about him um, as, a, as a person day to day. You kind of see, you know, how he learns to race, how he becomes a bounty hunter mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Um, 
Is that what Hunter F, I guess, is yes, like Falcon? Exactly yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, and so this story takes um, a bit of a bit from every iteration of him because you have at least three Captain Falcons. Mm -hmm. um, you got one from the main games. You got one from the anime, or you got two from the animes. Okay. Um, and then you've got one from novel. That oh. That came out in 1990. Is um, like officially licensed and everything. Um. Yeah. Nintendo is copyright 1990 by Nintendo. Wow. Um, interesting. The Futabasha series actually has a whole bunch of books. They've got a Fire Emblem book, if I'm not mistaken, as well. Mm -hmm. Um. So I'm kind of taking bits and pieces from each of those universes, as it were, and mm -hmm. kind of putting them into one story that's kind of easy to understand because you've got bits and pieces of information that's here, but it's not complete or expounded upon. You've got bits and pieces of information that's here that's not mm -hmm. completed or expounded upon. And so I'm kind of taking a little bit of everything and putting it into one, one package so you don't have to go and have to get a strategy guide to figure out what was going on. Um, yeah. It, it's people just like it's about guys in space going fast what, what kind of story is that it, there's a whole lot of story yeah. in, within the games like where so because obviously you know in the anime and in the novel i can imagine where narrative would come from in the games is it mostly from i know there are cut scenes like in f-zero gx um and like probably text here and there is like where do we get this story from in the game context the manuals Oh, okay. There and you go. Manuals. For example, in the very, if I had it with me, I'd be able to show you. Um, the the very first game came with one, an eight page comic. Mm -hmm. um, but more importantly, in the very beginning, it kind of gives you an intro, a backdrop of what, what's actually happening here. Um, so think of it as futuristic gladiators. You know, mm -hmm. you've got teams of people who are betting on team on these guys to win these intergalactic high-speed death races mm -hmm. and, you know whoever wins gets all this cash and all this prestige and all that um but then under the surface you got like these i don't want to say cartels but you know organizations that yeah. don't have everyone's best interest at heart let's just say that working in the background and they're using that to they're using the grand prix to kind of what is the one looking for bankroll their operation okay right yeah um, and so it's just a lot of stuff going on hmm. the gx story was really trippy and i am i am under the impression that the whole thing takes place into a medically induced coma due to the accident that he gets he suffered at the end of the first wow. pre because nothing makes sense <laughs> it, <laughs> it is it's the hokiest thing ever and i think that's why everybody loves it so much yeah that's so fun. Who, out of curiosity, who's the like the uh, the point person for F Zero? I mean, not that there has been one for a long time, but at Nintendo, is there somebody who's kind of like more responsible for the F Zero series and stuff? Um, a lot of people want to point fingers at Miyamoto. Okay, and I'm in, I'm inclined to agree because I know he was the producer for basically every game you mm -hmm. ever saw, um, every game and even the anime i think he was a supervisor on that so he is the one that you want to talk to if you can convince him to make it then it'll happen mm -hmm. you know he wanted to make star fox star fox happen he wanted to make pikmin pikmin happen so yeah. um that's just kind of where we are right now um mm -hmm. unfortunately the future of the series remains just that and the future which has not occurred just yet yep <laughs> well cool man this looks awesome the i'm still surprised just the, the like 
that these are 3D assets that you've kind of turned into 2D and stuff. Like that's just a cool way of doing it. I don't know anything about all that, but uh, I like it. So <laughs> um, when do you have like a timeline of when you're planning or hoping to get anything out to the public or anything like that? The Within the next three weeks. Um, like nice, pretty soon. Soon, soon. Um, so technically everything is done. Mm. I just want to go through and edit everything, make sure that it's correct before I send it out. And mm. then um, once that's complete, I'll send it out to the printer and then the printer will do their magic and print it out. And then I'll have physical for the people who want physical. And if people don't care about the physical, it'll also be up on like DeviantArt or Pixiv or something like that where people can view. And mm. it'll be on my Instagram and Twitter, what have you. Um, and so this is just the first chapter. Um, and so mm -hmm. we're gonna open, take a look. This is chapter one, Legendary Start, mm -hmm. um, which is actually a reference to the very first episode title of the anime. And then you've got a quote here, um, which F-Zero fans will know immediately that this is actually from the lyrics from the pilot profile in GX with Captain Falcon here. Um, but so instead, I've turned it into a quote from his father. Mm. Is that his father's official name? Like that we know his, from? His father, his parents were never mentioned. Okay, so cool. A lot of stuff will be headcanon. A lot yeah. of stuff will be headcanon. Perfect. I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. In this world, you've got to be strong. You got to fight to keep your spirit alive. And you might feel like there's nothing left to go forward and fight for, but it's the fight that keeps us ready and on guard. Nice. Man, good job. I'm very impressed. <laughs> I'm excited. It's been a long yeah. time coming. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, cool. And we'll, we'll be talking more about some F-Zero stuff in a minute. I know also uh, just another quick plug thing you've got music stuff coming out at some point soon that you're working on or something like that oh um, yeah so i'm working on a new album i'm going to be performing at an event in baltimore mm -hmm. um so if you're ever in, if you're in the baltimore area be sure to come down to the <laughs> bwi marriott on mm -hmm. saturday april the 2nd um i'll be there from 1 to 4 30 mm -hmm. or something like that making noise with my piano um brand new stuff will be debuting there but won't be released to the public until the summer mm -hmm. so if you want to sneak peek come by and say hi yeah nice and you got two albums out already on spotify yeah. is that right yeah so i've got nice. two albums out on spotify uh, one is called reflection solo piano mm -hmm. musings of falcon and then the one i released last year um a thousand night solitude also solo piano musings by falcon you can find it on um basically wherever you listen to music at if yeah. you just type in falcon morris music i'm the first result um everywhere mm -hmm. i listen to music by putting my ear up to a tree and just seeing what comes out of there do you, it is your album on that just on it trees is. around yeah. perfect some of the things nice. are pretty sappy <laughs> i love that so much <laughs> um i don't know well i know why this reminded me of, when i was a kid um very much a tangent uh, there was a, we went on a church retreat to this place that like used to be a castle. This is in France or Switzerland. I don't know. It's one of the two. Um, cause that's where I lived. Not because like we went on a church retreat far, far, far away. <laughs> um, so in any case, we went on a, a church retreat to this like old castle kind of thing. And it had like this big tower just in the middle of it that had a door that probably somebody had a key to. And there was like just random stored stuff in there. But as kids, it was like, this you know creepy old yeah. tower thing um <laughs> that we thought was so cool and um there was just like some ivy growing on it and i remember one girl 
you know, I was seven. She was my sister's age. So she was like nine, maybe. And she was like, I can read the Ivy. And the Ivy says, Robin Hood lived, was here. And then, <laughs> which Ivy grows and goes, I, like at the time I was like, that's dumb. But I didn't even realize how dumb because, you know, that doesn't make any sense for so many reasons. And then she would like listen and be like, yeah, I can hear his ghost talking inside. He's in there. And I was like, I'm seven, but you're really stupid. <laughs> you're full of crap, lady. <laughs> so, um, yeah, listening to stuff that everything. Yeah. In any case, yes, everybody check out Falcon's music. It's really good. Um, I like it a lot. Uh, yeah, I mentioned before too. I I finally have some music that I'm like kind of finishing up on, which is nice. It's a it's just a good feeling to get stuff done, you know. Getting stuff done is a really good feeling. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's hard because like that's something that I. I'm curious if you um, feel this way at all, because you seem in general to be a lot more productive than I am at this kind of thing. We're like, um, it, it feels, I think the longer it goes, the older I get, the higher my expectations of myself are. So then, and some things I practice less and less often at whatever that thing is. So my skill is actually depleting a little bit. So it's really hard to like, to put something out to other people to experience or even like finish something that I feel like isn't meeting those expectations, you know, because my skill level isn't quite there or the time I have to put into it or whatever isn't quite there. It's like, it's a hard thing to, to kind of grapple with, but yeah, it is. That sort of thing is I've, I've come to learn is that goalpost is always moving. So if you're, if you're waiting to meet that goalpost, you'll never get anything done. Yep. So, you know, do the best that you can, when you know better, then you do better. But in the mm-hmm. meantime, just just do it. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's all I can say. It's just <laughs> sometimes you've got to get out of your own way, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and honestly, I think I found for myself too having other people. Um, so, like for example, uh, doing fanatics for stuff, having AJ as somebody that's like expect something of me to have to just to have to let go of stuff because like you know, I, somebody else is relying on me to do something as well, makes it a lot easier to be able to just like, be like, well, this is what I was able to do in this amount of time. It's as good as it is, could be better for sure, but you know, it's good enough. Um, and then that, that kind of helps. So I think finding more of that in my life is probably a good thing, but no, 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 we'll see. Yeah. If time were an infinite resource, that wouldn't be a problem, but <laughs> so we've yeah. got to get he's turning in hand in our homework whether we finish it or not yeah exactly but cool nice uh yeah i'll i'll keep everybody posted too on when your new stuff comes out because that'll be fun but yeah the, uh speaking of well, i mean we kind of speaking of f-zero that we were talking about a little bit ago um f-zero-x is coming to switch like we mentioned to nso um tonight to it's out now if you're listening to the podcast and that's exciting um first of all is do you feel like that's the place where you would then go and play that most likely or i don't know <clears throat> See, this how do you feel very... about f0x also within the like you know lineage of f0 games oh man if i had a tier list um so you've got gx which is mm-hmm. s tier okay and you've got vanilla x which is b tier okay the only why the only reason why it's b tier is because there's a better version that was released on DD, the, yeah. the 64 disk drive system that we never got. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got all the stuff that the main uh, game has, plus uh, track creator and a machine builder. 
um, plus some um, more more music, more racetracks. Um, so it's basically DLC on a disc yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that we never got. So that's going to be A tier. But mm-hmm. at, by all means, um, F-Zero-X is, is, is pretty good. Um, but to be fair, none of the games are ranked less than an 80. So yeah. Hmm. Big fan, big fan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do wonder... Yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting that they're not doing anything with that. Like, did they ever, I guess, translate the Japanese content? Maybe yeah. not. Okay. So it would take some extra work for them to do something with that, which, you know, is what it is. Officially, it hasn't. It's kind of like that Mother 3 thing mm-hmm. where the fans mm-hmm. did their own thing. It's just like, well, Nintendo's not going to do it. We're going to do it. Well, some yep. of the guys in the community, modern community, um, they made a ROM of the DD content. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as translated the F-Zero Climax for the Game Boy Advance, which never came over oh, um, to gotcha, Japan yeah. either. So, I mean, translations exist, but nothing official. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so that would, that would be a cool thing for them. To, you know, same way that like Star Fox 2, they were like, yeah, we'll just do something with it, use it as promotional material. Um, you know, I don't... I honestly kind of am surprised that they use Star Fox as promotional material. So... Wouldn't be any more or less surprised, I guess, that they use, you know, unreleased F Zero stuff as promotional material. But is I don't know, man. I'd be surprised. I mean, we yeah, don't, we don't <laughs> exist, man. We, we less than exist. We I don't I don't know how you can get any lower than non-existent. Yeah, but they go out of the way to make sure they don't acknowledge us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, does this feel like anything different than that? I mean, or just kind of feels like it's just one of the releases that they're doing. So um, I'll say it this way. We've got F0X on Wii mm-hmm. Virtual Console. We've got yep. F0X on Wii U Virtual Console. Mm-hmm. And now we've got F0X on the Switch equivalent, the online service. Yeah. Um, the only thing I will say is I'm glad that they added online mm-hmm. um, because a lot of people have been clamoring for that. But a lot of the people in the community have been saying, well, you know what? You've got a finished version of a game that no one else had but you guys. Why didn't you release that version instead? I'm just kind of like, it's a kind of point. But you know what? At this point, take it what you can get, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it it kind of sucks that it's that way, but you know, that's that's where we are. Yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah, for a lot of things, I know for myself, there's, it's easier to just, um, you know, not even expect disappointment, just kind of like expect nothing or just be okay with kind of the status quo and then leave room for you know if something cool happens then cool that's awesome but, that's kind of where we we're, that's yeah. where we all live it's been t- almost 20 years since the yeah. last one it was 2004 for the last uh, japanese exclusive game and right. 2003 for the last home console release that was released overseas so yeah um you know every year we're just kind of like <laughs> if it happens it happens if it doesn't, uh-huh. okay. Yeah. So what I'm curious specifically is, you know, you've heard mine and AJ's takes on like what they could do to revive F-Zero and, you know, make it certain kinds of difference and stuff like that. Um, what's like, as an F-Zero fan, A, what amount of that is blasphemy of like, you know, have a kind of beat them up or like, you know, kind of GTA with Captain Falcon with some racing. That's, those kinds of things. At all. that's, that's where we're, that's kind of the camp that we're all in right mm-hmm. now. However, we don't want it to replace what it's been. We want it to yeah. kind of be an addition to or a supplement. Mm-hmm. Um, people were talking about, you know, 
freaking Diddy Kong Racing has a story mode that allows you to drive around into this world to some yeah. extent. Um, you know what? We could do that. Um, you've got games like Forza and Need for Speed who are they're doing something similar. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no reason why he needs to be confounded to just racing when he is known for kicking butt you know um, <laughs> yeah like there's no reason why it can't be like this grand space adventure in addition to racing in addition to um you know on foot bounty hunting missions it could be yeah. what star fox assault was trying to be um mm-hmm. that's this that's a different subject but yeah so a lot of us are talking about well you know this is the next logical step in addition to hey you know adding online adding custom machines, adding custom tracks, adding custom characters, things like that. Because mm-hmm. if you take everything that you have from from game from 1990 to 2004, there are like 60 or something unique racers and um, vehicles to choose from. And mm-hmm. then with that, you've got over a hundred and some odd courses that you can choose from. And if you add an online, you know, um, peer-to-peer sharing network right it, there's no it's it would be like the mario maker for f-zero the, the content they, they just need to put the game out and we'll do the rest basically <laughs> yeah um but so yeah have that and then bring on this new thing to kind of entice new people give them something like oh snap captain falcon from smash bros got his own game <laughs> because that's what he is now he's captain falcon from smash bros and it, it's the worst feeling ever <laughs> man no i mean but you're right though like that's especially you know the i guess the the blessing and the curse is that f-zero fans have been overlooked for so long that even if every course was an upgraded you know remaster remake whatever like all the mario kart dlc we're about to get of um of just older f-zero courses put in it and then with the you know additional game features added on to that that, that would be better than nothing, you know? And then <laughs> everybody's talking about, hey, just give us GX HD with online. Yeah, right. And it wouldn't be hard to do. Um, yeah. You've got Twilight Princess and uh, Wind Waker HD. You've got all these ports of Wii U games on Switch. Mm-hmm. This should, it would cost nothing. The amount yeah. of money that it would cost them would literally cost them nothing in relation to what they would be getting. But yeah. I, I'm not a business executive. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just a guy who wants to play video games. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, it's it's true. And I think especially it's, it's hard to know, um, but there's with the rejuvenated, like just fan base that Nintendo has now, you know, with, with the Switch and stuff, it feels like there's a lot of people that have been around for these conversations and listened to countless podcasts and countless you know, prediction videos and discussions or whatever of people hyping up some franchise or another F zero, obviously included. And so it feels like not only, you know, our sales for all these franchises better than they ever have been with, you know, Metroid dread or whatever. Um, it feels like just the potential in general is even, um, is even higher just from the conversation and the fact that like, you know, everybody knows that this would be the time to show up basically and, and you know what's a good um is a perfect example of that um fire emblem i don't yeah. each game from 1990 <laughs> it it did middling sales but you know it was popular enough mm-hmm. and then it was just like 
they hit critical mass and that it blew up and now we get a fire on the game almost every year. Yeah. I'm not asking for it to be, you know, an analyzed series, but mm-hmm. I mean, if you can take fire emblem, which you guys were going to say, if this one doesn't do it, we're just not, we're going to touch it again. Yeah. Um, I feel like we at least deserve that chance, you know? Yeah. And, you know, it, apparently it's not a sales thing. Honestly, I think it may be a bit of a pride issue to be completely mm. honest with you. Um, because if I recall correctly, um, when GX released in 2003, um, the guys at Sega were approached by the guys at Nintendo and they said that they asked them, how did you make this game? Um, because if you look at what they were able to accomplish on, on the GameCube back in yeah. 2002, 2003, it doesn't make any sense. And they haven't been able to figure it out. So I get, I'm thinking that they're actually afraid that they're not going to be able to mm. meet the expectation that was set almost 20 years ago. Um, by their rival no less <laughs> so you mean like that now it wouldn't be as technologically impressive as as it had been at the time that kind of thing yeah i mean because back then 60 mm-hmm. frames per second um 30 vehicles yeah. and the graphics the way they were with no compromises was never seen before yeah. but you know you we live in the hd 4k era that's a thing that you know everybody anyone can do we can do that on mm-hmm. our cell phones now so um they're what they're looking for is something to kind of shake up but you know what just the new release is a shake up enough because hey it's been 20 years you've been denying us and yeah. now here it is boom every time that nintendo posts something on their twitter account we we trend for like a few hours mm-hmm. like two days ago we trended and then last year we were trending on twitter for like the whole day so mm-hmm the interest is there they just the desire needs to be there to do it yeah and then when and i guess they're kind of the well we've got mario kart and we 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 didn't even do any work on mario kart we just (laughs) moved it from one game to the other system and we sold 30 million units why would i spend the resources and the manpower to make this game that will never hit mario kart numbers when i could just make another mario kart yeah yeah, it is. I do wonder just in general how Nintendo thinks. But, you know, we talk about franchise revivals all the time and like how I think Nintendo just thinks about this stuff differently than I do and than we do as far as like, you know, we had a checklist of like, all right, they did this one, they did this one, they did this one. Oh, they haven't touched Wario Land in a while. Like they could do something with that, you know, like where in my mind, it's like they could go down the list and re-up series and stuff and obviously that's not how they think about stuff um but you know it does make me wonder what if they did because <laughs> then um yeah because it just seems like in general there's you know uh, obviously nintendo does a great job at a lot of things they do but they are also probably one of the gaming companies with the most untapped potential yeah out there you know um yeah, there's, I mean, arguments could be made, I'm sure, for, for other, um, for other company. You know, Sega, I'm sure, has a bunch of IPs that they're not doing much with or whatever. Was the last but time like, I heard of anyone playing Crazy Taxi. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. I, I do hope that F-Zero obviously comes back. And like you said, F-Zero GX HD port, like, doesn't seem like it would be that hard. I'm sure their thought is like, you know the the risks of it would be a you know the money to put into making it which like you said would be just not not that much you know um not that i know mario kart money 
and move it over <laughs> to the guy. You can even yeah. use the same team. Uh, Hideki Kono, um, one of the developers on Mario Kart, actually worked on FGRX. So mm-hmm. it's not like they don't have the people who know what to do. It's just a yeah. matter, again, matter of them doing it. Yep. And then I guess the other things would be like the probably, honestly, the most expensive part of it would be, I'd bet, like marketing money. You know, if they want to do it right, like like Metro Dread, honestly, was a good example of like they really like marketed that game. Um, and it's it sold great for a Metroid game. And I mean, just sold great for a game in general, not like amazing for a Nintendo game as far as like right, yeah, yeah, tens yeah. of millions or whatever. But like, you know, it sold well. Um, but I'm sure that would be a, a fear is like how much you know, how much will we spend on this and what's the return on investment at that point? But then I, I, I bet I'm curious on your thoughts on this too, that like some of the biggest risk would be to the franchise itself. Like if it doesn't do such and such, you know, if it doesn't achieve this, that, and the other goal of like, you know, helping revive the franchise or something like that, does it then put the rest of the franchise, you know, does it like just bury it again? Um, I feel like that's um, they they like to play that card a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, they did it with Chibi Robo as it was. Just like if this game doesn't sell well, you're not going right. to see Chibi Robo for a while. Yeah, and I'm just like, well, first of all, you didn't give the people what they wanted, so obviously you sabotaged them from the start. Yeah, <laughs> but basically, give the people what they want, and you'll have success. Yeah. Um. So you've got a whole that twenty years is a long time. You've yeah. got a whole generation of people who've never even played a game because the games weren't available. So yep. you've got all those people who have no expectation. Mm-hmm. And you've got all the people like me who know exactly what we're looking for. Just make that and then they'll come. Yeah. <laughs> Build it and they will come. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, so F-Zero deserves better. Um, but at least we get to play F-Zero X for a little bit. That'll be fun. Moving away from that, you know what else maybe deserves better is the question, uh, Mario Day. It's Mario Day today, as we're recording this, not as you're listening to it. Indeed. And uh, yeah, it's I, I mostly this sentiment was from um, AJ tweeted something the other day or yesterday or today. I don't know. Um, basically like, man, Pokemon Day is so fun. How come Mario Day kind of like there's some sales and that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's basically it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I don't know. I generally agree. Um, at the same time, I guess there is such a thing as, you know, there's also the anniversary of Mario, which that they do go pretty big on. So maybe they don't want to double dip, but I don't know. Mario Day, you know, what do you think? Yeah. I don't know. Um, deserves better. You, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm inclined to agree to agree because it were not, not for social media. I don't think people would know that today is Mario Day. I really yeah. Um, but I mean, what would they do for Mario Day that they wouldn't do for, for like, I feel like Mario is one of those, we're, we're going to save our big Mario thing for the holidays. Yeah. Unfortunately, Mario Day is like eight months away from the holidays. So what are you going to do? Announce a bunch of Mario stuff to come out eight months later. So for right. people to forget and then, Oh wait, that's a thing. But <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you could always do like Mario merchandise, but they're already doing that. They're doing like, Mario day is basically every day for them. Yeah. It really is. That's I mean, very true. <laughs> yeah. I, it is funny. Actually, you mentioning like people not knowing about it. I just, my dad texted in our family group chat, um, just a picture of the Mario day thing. And he's like, 
how are we celebrating? And like, he doesn't <laughs> care about video games at all, but he loves me and he knows that I do. Um, and so that was a nice thing. But it is funny because like, on, truly only because that popped up on CNN, you know, yeah. it was he like, oh, here we go. Here's the thing. Um, so yeah, it's fine. Uh, but I guess one bit of news that did come out today in regards to that was- Super um, Nintendo World. Yeah. So or that's fun. call it Super Mario World with Donkey Kong and <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so it should be. Um, so this is specifically the Hollywood one is opening in 2023. Um, yes. Still no word specifically on the Florida one, which is probably the one I'd be going to because it's closer. Closer, um, but I think it's going to be bigger too. That's true. And which is probably why it's taking longer, I guess. And it sounds like, you know, I think we found out several years ago that they were planning on making a certain size and then they bought a whole different plot of lands and then to make it way bigger and then turned the little part they were going to do into the Pokemon part. So like, yeah. you know, they're going all out for it, which is awesome because like, oh yeah, I, we figured out at some point that like when they first planned this, was 2016 or when they first yeah. announced it i think it was 2016 or something like that which was that was when nintendo was doing really bad they were, they were <laughs> not doing they were not in a good spot at all yeah. those so, were dark days indeed yeah they those days didn't even include me within the mar within the nintendo thing not to say i'm a blessing to the nintendo but just in terms of you like are. i i like nintendo stuff but at the time i was just playing twilight princess on my wii for the yeah. first time uh so yeah aria how do you feel about amusement parks who had this been like three years ago i'd be all for it <laughs> but you know da vinci code 19 is still out there and people are <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry it's just people yeah. they, they pretty much given up they say they throw in caution to the wind so i i can't trust people to do what they need to do um and that, that's I'm, I don't know. I'm on the fence, but it's still a whole year away, um, mm -hmm. a little bit more than a year away at this point. So we'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm moderately hyped about it. And I'll yeah. definitely go see the demo version um, while we wait for Orlando to open. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I've actually never been to California. Uh, I don't know that I would go specifically for this, but like, I don't know. Maybe we could, maybe we could figure something out. Because my wife's also been really excited about harry potter world to go at some point because you like mm -hmm. harry potter um obviously i guess that was that's kind of a given <laughs> um so at some point we're gonna go whenever super nintendo world opens up gonna go to that and harry potter world at the same time um but but probably we we're planning on going to the florida one so i don't know i don't know how this factors in but um yeah like you said though the donkey kong stuff that it'll be fun to see when it is more than just super mario world because like as cool as all that stuff is it also is pretty you know feels a little samey yeah. um just like we've we've played new super mario bros enough and it's just a whole lot of that aesthetic everywhere but like pristinely done and like it's you know i don't know I, i'm not being negative about it but it's like it would just be fun to see what else they got so the the dk exactly. stuff feels a lot more fresh and yeah it definitely does it definitely does so i'm i'm i'm, I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed <laughs> um keep my fingers crossed i know why they doing it the way they're doing it Mario is marketable mm -hmm. nobody knows who star fox is yeah right. nobody knows who Sam is mm -hmm. um i'm surprised that we don't have any much zelda things though agreed i mean maybe they don't feel like they can make zelda stuff 
fun or something like that in the right way, you know, which like I, I could see that kind of in that, like, it still is a little bit weird sometimes that Link is in Mario Kart and he's never smiling in Mario Kart. He's always like, this is very Wait, serious, <laughs> you know? Hold on, hold on. I, I, I want to see that because I'm, I'm inclined to disagree. You know what? You're right. When he his winning <laughs> animation, he is smiling. I'm, I think I'm thinking especially of the like um, the like poster or the backdrop screen thing. You're right. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I'm looking at this Mario um, Kart Deluxe image of Link on Rainbow Road and he is the happiest Link. <laughs> like but, and does that feel a little bit uh, a little bit, you know, out of sorts or something? Maybe not. Maybe so. I, mean, I don't know. It's just he's inclined to emotions. Yeah, no, I, su- I suppose. <laughs> no, I, I've always been in the persuasion that like it's I think Nintendo at least has a harder time. Like Mario is super flexible to be in yeah. anything. He can be really serious. You know, Mario Strikers Mario. Yeah. And like also or like, I don't know, parts of Mario Odyssey Mario, but then also like a pleasant, happy little, you know, American Italian man. Um, and whereas Link, like there's a, there's a much lower ceiling to how kooky he can get. He doesn't have as historically much at least, but not that they couldn't do it. Um, so all that to say, I do wonder, like, what would you like to see if there were more Zelda stuff at a, you know, Super Nintendo world? Like what seems like it would be fun to you? They better have a pottery shop. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Honestly, that's it's not even a pottery. I mean, it looks like a pottery shop, but you pay like two hundred dollars to just go in, just go wild, just smash it all, and then they just, you know, set back up for the next person so to go it, in. It could be, it could be like, um, like you go to a carnival and you throw the things at the thing. You could, um, they have like, it's all, it's breakable. It's designed to break apart. So you mm-hmm. do whatever to it, it falls apart and then it comes back together for the next person, whatever. Um, yep. It's like pinatas, line. but not. Yeah, but, but not. <laughs> um, no permadeath on the pots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I could definitely see. I mean, also like some variety of like, um, like Link's crossbow training kinds of things of, you know like uh, like a carnival game also kind of thing um shooting some things that could be fun um and various other like mini game sorts of roller things. coaster through death mountain oh that'd be fun i could see that on a motorcycle on a motorcycle <laughs> on no the, why not uh, i'm still so sad that not so i mean sad. representation That's, is nice it doesn't have to be a whole like a whole Pokemon mm-hmm. sort of thing. I mean, just have like, all right, here's the Zelda section. We've got like three things yep. over here and just more variety. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. Cause I mean, if nothing else, it's just fun to see like, you know, if if something shows up in Smash from a different series that we haven't seen in Smash yet, it's just fun to see like how that series gets represented in Smash. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. even if Game & Watch didn't have a, you know didn't have a level and whatever like if all he had was just like game and watch isn't here it's like mm-hmm. he's an old ip so it's just fun to see like how does that translate into yeah. a fighting game you know so similarly how does any of nintendo stuff translate into a theme park is yeah. just fun no i'm with you um so yeah there you go mario day good job mario you were today he definitely deserves his own day though i will say that <laughs> true i definitely 
um, in pretty much the opposite kinds of news. <laughs> um, so Advanced Wars Reboot Camp or Advanced Wars 1 plus 2 Reboot Camp, whatever the technical name is, has been delayed. Um, we can get as much into or not into this as we want, I guess. Um, but like, yeah, long story short, it's it was delayed until who knows when because of the actual war that's going on right now. Out of like, you know, respect. Out of respect, yeah. It's that. a bad, it's a bad look. Yeah. And especially, I mean, people have pointed out to the like on the noseness of the game starts out with um the blue flag, the blue something. Um, basically like the bad army is basically yeah. Russians and they're invading a neighbor land in the game. So like, and Advance Wars on the GBA came out um, on September 2001? 10th, 2001. Yeah, they, they just had bad luck with this game all yeah. around. So like, you know, it's one of those things where A, it's it's just a it, it's a good business decision probably other than the like weird backlash that it's getting of like, I don't know, all the people that are like, I just, yeah, wearing this on my sleeve of like people that are being mad about it being delayed and the precedent that it sets, like, shouldn't all war games be delayed? Cause there's always war going like yeah. truly like, I don't get that. Like just, it's kind of one of those things where like, if somebody holds a door open for you out of yeah. respect and then they're like, what are you trying to say about something? You know, I'm those like, I don't always be offended. I'm no trying to what. hold a door open for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it's it's not setting a precedent so much as it's like it's being just, sensitive to what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is yeah, pretty pretty bad. The stuff that's going on, you know. I don't know all the details. I'm not there or anything, obviously. But um, yeah, yeah, it sucks. Um, sad times, man. Sad times indeed. So yeah, we'll we'll move past it for now. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, you know, anybody who wants to look up more stuff about that, if you want to. Um, but in the meantime, speaking of enemies, not, <laughs> that was not a good, I take that one back. Ignore hey, that redo one. It, um, redo it. redo it. Uh, speaking of the state of play that happened this week, because <laughs> we are now, um, long story short, state of play happens and it's, you know, a PlayStation thing. I didn't watch it. Um, I didn't heard, watch it either. It sounds like in general, it was kind of like, you know, not one of the better when it said it was 20 minutes long. I was kind of nervous for my PlayStation fan friends um, yeah. just because like at this point, the expectations for these things are incrementally getting higher and higher. And like, you've got to have just a solid 20 minutes, like even Nintendo, if they were like Nintendo direct 20 minutes, I'd be like, is this something? Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, so yeah, it sounds like it wasn't necessarily the best. So I'm sorry about that for all of our PlayStation friends. Uh, but there were a couple things that came out that are coming to switch, um, which ironically, I think these were some of the better received announcements anyway. Yeah. So, um, and before we talk about them also poofy rain asked for Q and a PlayStation say to play showcase games that are coming this year and the switch, which ones are you looking forward to? So, yeah. 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 So, yeah, the three games are Ninja Turtles Cowbunga Collection, the Diofeld Chronicles, which I haven't really looked into much, but it looks like another Square Tactics RPG kind of thing, and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All Star Battle R, which fighting game, just like Dragon Ball Fighters kind of 
I think right? it's an arena fighter. Oh, is it? Um, okay. I haven't I, looked I into think it. So. One... Don't, don't quote me on that. But I remember reading on Twitter um, that they were saying there was an arena fighter. I um, think Naruto Ninja Storm 2 or what have you. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know I, back in 2013-14, there was a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure game, and it was um, 2D fighter. So I don't know. I don't know. Interesting. I'm looking at it here, and all the clips that it's showing, I think you're right. I, I can't tell. Oh, people will <laughs> find out. Whatever. If you're yeah. into JoJo's, then there you go. <laughs> the JoJo fans know. Yeah, they do. I, I uh, asked one of my friends if something was a JoJo reference recently, and he said, always has been and always i just i liked the merging of the memes it was a fun little time um but yeah the you said the teenage mutant ninja turtles games are those games have you played any of those growing up yes nice yeah so my older brother he's seven years older than me um so we had like all the games um the the one i remember the most is turtles in time mm-hmm. um playing that multiplayer with my brother um we also went to the arcade so the ninja turtles arcade game is there so his birthday is coming up April 6th. So as soon as this game drops, I'm, I'm sending it over to him. So when he, so we can play it online. Um, so I'm actually looking forward to that. That's awesome. Yeah. I, it also like, it's a great collection just as far as like 14 there's games. 13 games for 40 bucks. And like, I don't know, like, that's great. I, I have not played any Ninja Turtles games and I, I suck at beat em ups and I haven't yet found a beat em up that I like yet, including I played the Scott Pilgrim versus the world uh, game and I didn't dislike it, but I definitely like wasn't itching to play it anymore and wasn't very good at it. Um, so I'm curious <laughs> if that would be different for any of these, but like, I, even if it's not for me, that's not the point of everything. Um, yeah. This is, it's so great that this is coming and it's there for everybody else. Like, that's so cool. It, it's going to be a fun time. If you're able to try it on AJ's time. Yeah. Give it a go. <laughs> give it a yeah, go. We'll see if he picks it up. And if so, I'll, uh, I'll try that. I mean, especially, I at least need to try um, uh, Turtles in time or right. Yeah. Yeah. Chosen time. Um, Cause that's the one that I hear everybody that's talking the about. One. Everyone loves that. It's the best one. Yep. And then um, last news bit for today is the Nintendo switch mobile app got an update just kind of randomly on Monday or something. Nintendo um, remembered that that was a thing. And it's like, Oh, we probably should do something with this. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. And it's, I mean, basically it's just like now I opened it up and it looked like this is the functionality that I'd expected kind of the bare minimum still that I'd expected to have for doing what it's meant to be doing, but I guess now it's doing it. And I guess it wasn't before. I don't know. No one used it to notice. Yeah. Right. (laughs) seems like the kind of thing that like people, it could have happened and nobody would notice for like three months. And somebody's like, Oh, I happened to log in and notice that it was, you know, um, for all we know, this happened like last year at some point already. It's new, but um, yeah. You know, so here's before we move on from this all the way. It what would it take for you to want to use this app? Like, add any features that you want. Um, yeah, like what could Nintendo do to make the app be more than it is to a point that you would be in, open it up? You know, once a week, once a month, something like that. So riddle me this. I'll answer your question with a question. Huh. Why are people using it now? I mean, yeah. A good rhetorical question. B, I guess literally just for Splatoon 2 voice chat. 
I, I don't even know, you know? Nintendo just needs to bite the bullet and make Discord a feature built into mm. the Switch. Yeah. I mean, I think basically, yeah, in, in my mind, this should be a companion app in a in a more literal sense. Like that they're uh, easy thing, put the Switch games eShop in it, you know, so that you can buy in the same way. Like, I mean, you can go to the store on your website and if you're logged into your account, then it'll start downloading on your switch when you buy it so like Wait, already yeah i mean like if you, if you buy a game on um the the switch store or the nintendo store um just on your browser or whatever it'll just start downloading I, I think you have to turn on a setting maybe to do that or maybe not turn off a setting to do it i don't really know um but i've definitely done it before and it worked so that's great well if i could like remotely download games from my switch from my phone i, I, I would do that i would definitely yeah. do that and like, honestly, especially if they, you know, cause like browser experiences are only as good as, as they can be. And they definitely change from thing to thing. But like, if they could make that experience good on, cause the eShop in and of itself is, is fine now. Like it's passable, um, but like, it's not great. Um, and so if you could make it better on your phone where people are used to buying things, like, I feel like they would get a lot out of that and like start integrating stuff like. I mean, this is, we're talking about the eShop now, but integrate stuff like rating games and, you know, reviewing games or any of those kinds of things on there. Like those would be beneficial, at least in that direction, in terms of like, I think I'd use the app more to just open it up, see what kind of games are coming out just for the fun of it. Just because I like to do that. (laughs) I don't know. I I, I can't, I can't see it because all those things sound like that would be something that you can do from the website. And why do I need to download a digital uh program on my phone to do that yeah yeah otherwise i mean like i can't basically yeah the the app would have to start being things that it's completely not intended to be to be something that's you know worthwhile or okay actually here you go as far as like a companion app kind of thing um if it showed me stats of pretty much any variety about like switch stuff or whatever like if there was some amount of that i i would do it that that would be the way to get me into using the app not that they really want people to use it like they don't care <laughs> but oh, um so yeah kind of, uh, i guess i don't know i feel like your account would be able to have all that information and just log in on the website and there it is yep so delete the app um <laughs> return our money that's all make something else <laughs> make f0 you know take that money yeah, make f0 with it there you go f0 gx hd it'll take it'll cost seven dollars and Probably. you know <laughs> that's it cool so that's all the news bits that we have for today and now we're getting into q a um if you got any questions folks i'm sure you all know but you can uh we put out a tweet day of um and then also on our discord you can put pop questions down there and then we just talk about them, whatever it is. I don't know that there's ever been a question to my recollection that somebody's asked and we just like haven't answered it. I'm sure somebody could try to push that boundary if they wanted to, but um, you know. That's what's happening it. next week. I got you both in the <laughs> I mean, probably, yeah. Um, all right, so first up, uh, A-J-A-Aj. Aj asked us. <laughs> Uh, hey AJ, I hope you're having fun listening to this from the other. It, it is always fun whenever I'm not on the podcast and then listen yeah. to AJ and random guest of not random, just guest of some sort. Um, 
talking. It's just a fun time. So he asks us, top three fictional foods you'd want to eat if given the chance. Anything on from Dragon Ball Z. Oh. But anime food in general, really. Hmm. Are they like, like how fictional? Yeah. How fictional is because I, you know, I'm thinking like Pokemon, for example, where it's like they'll be like, this is a hamburger, and it's obviously like some sort of sashimi something or whatever. I don't I don't know enough uh sushi names. <laughs> but, the donut thing. Yeah, right, exactly. So it in uh in Dragon Ball, like is it like specifically fake looking food? Um, no, or is it's it like food that looks really good? Um, okay. dinosaur steaks clearly aren't a thing here. I'd be interested in that. <laughs> uh, no, I haven't last week. Super, oh. super is it tough. tough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but also, like, you know, increases vigor and stamina um, and other stats. So, and other stats. It's cool. I got to keep that other stat over. Mm-hmm. Um, I, hmm, I'd be interested at least in seeing what dubious food from breath of the wild is, you know, like, cause it's, it's always like blurred out. So you never really get a chance to experience that. I don't really want to eat it. So, but I'd look at it and be like that, that is dubious food. Cause it, somehow it always looks the same. I mean, it's yeah. always blurred out, but it always looks like the same blurred out image. So how, how oh, are wait, they doing I'm that? Lying. I'm lying. Good. Um, the rumble rumble food from one piece. Oh, okay. So that particular one gives the user electrical powers. And I've always had an affinity from, for electricity. Nice. Um, fun fact, I stuck some tweezers in an electrical socket and got electrocuted when I was like three years old. Oh, no. <laughs> and that's why all of our outlets have little plastic thingies in them. Yes, that's, I'm the reason for that. I'm the reason for that. So yeah, that, I'm changing my answer to the rumble rumble fruit. Cool, that's good. Yeah, other than that, I don't know. I, I don't notice enough fictional foods i think to to like really i don't know i don't have any good answers so i'll i'm with you rumble rumble you know um (laughs) maybe any of the other i've I've watched like half of one season of one piece so far and i know it doesn't get good until episode like 172 or something like that but not get good but like does it you know yeah really hit home it's, it's it's a long story man and it, it, it takes this time to set things up properly so i understand what you mean <laughs> yeah but i mean i i did have a fun time watching it i just happened to fall off but um which pokemon berry looks like it tastes the best theoretically asper berry should be pretty good mm-hmm. or what? the payapa berry asper what does that one look like again is that oh yeah, yeah yeah i was thinking which one was i thinking of the chesto berry no What's the one that's like orange with the blue thing? Kind of looks like an acorn almost. That's um, not the um I have I don't remember. I'm looking it up and we're gonna find oh, yeah, out. I failed you. <laughs> I'm thinking of yeah, I don't know. I think I'm mixing two up in my brain. <laughs> He's making his own berries. Take that, AJ. You know, as one likes to do. Um, I think my answer probably oh, it's I was thinking of a chesto berry. Did I say oh, that? Yeah, you did say that. Oh, okay. So yeah, I was thinking of the right one. Um, I think my answer is kind of a cop-out because it just looks like, I mean, it's pretty much the berry that it is. Um, raspberry. <laughs> raspberry. Yeah. 
because raspberries are truly the best berry and yeah. best fruit. So raspberry yes, is the best one. It does look good for what theoretically. It's here's theoretically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that the first time. <laughs> so here's here's the question though. With do their effects play in at all to like so if yes. the asperberry cures freeze, is it like a little spicy, maybe or a little, you know, well, is there something about that? That's what I want to know. It I I'm inclined to believe that it would make me invulnerable to cold. Oh, I like it. Yeah. In that case, um, I'll take the chesto berry because it cures sleep and yeah, that's I... basically coffee. <laughs> it's basically coffee. Coffee you're eating, you're eating coffee beans. It, it, I mean, oh, that's true. <laughs> I um, sadly, coffee, eh, sadly, and whatever, coffee does not do anything for me. Um, and like literally the other night, I made a coffee and then went up to bed and drank it and went to sleep. Um, I can't coffee at all. Caffeine, one sip of it, and I can hear my blood. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good at all. Give me uh, some tea. Is this got this coffee's got this uh, tea's got caffeine in it? Does it? Like, no, it's like caffeine free. And that one point two five percent caffeine is enough to set me off. So no oh, coffee yeah. or caffeine for me. Yeah, I mean it's you know, but it is nice to have that as a hail mary or whatever. I guess too, maybe maybe not. I don't know. But like if you're really sleepy, that you could drink something and kind of cure that. Whereas like I was on a meeting earlier today that luckily the camera was not on, but like towards in the last 10 minutes, I was like very drowsy. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> and I and could not do anything to change that. And that was unfortunate. Um, luckily, in the last 10 minutes, I was not integral to the meeting. So it turned out okay. <laughs> he vegged out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was like, you know, good answers, though. The Asperberry, berry, <laughs> which I'm I'm just unpeeling the layers because it's the pear. Oh my goodness. I only caught the theoretical part at first. Ah, man, I'm doing such a bad job at life. <laughs> and you did so well at that. I, Bro, that was like a whole year ago. That was a hundred episodes ago. That you last brought it up. It's okay. Uh, um, so yeah, there you go. Moving on from that question. The last one from Adj. Um, what's the best? Okay. I, I, I'm going to answer this. We're going to answer this two ways. What's the best jam slash jelly? But then also, what's the best jam, jelly? So, what do you think? Well, jam. agreed. No questions asked. Jam is better than jelly. Strawberry He's jam because I'm a basic B. <laughs> strawberry jam is very good. Like, that's, yeah, as, like, especially like good strawberry jam, as yes. pretentious as that is or whatever, is like very upright. Oh, there's layers to this. There's layers yeah. to this. Okay. I would, I mean, I think technically it's more often called preserves, but raspberry preserves, again, just, just hammering home raspberries, you know, um, you go. it's so good. Like, and also you can put it on, I mean, you can do the same with strawberry jam, but like, if you have some ice cream, like, you know, vanilla and chocolate or something, whatever, and put some raspberry jam on there, it's just like brings it up several notches and I'm, raspberries make agree. everything better. I'm inclined to agree. Yep. What's the worst? That's the question. Jelly's the worst. Yeah, jelly's blackberry jelly is the worst. Oh, interesting. I don't know that I've ever tried blackberry jelly. No. I feel like I would like it, um, only just because I like blackberries. Oh, but <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but I think also like I have a soft spot for them and and raspberries for kind of the similar reasons that like wherever we were in in France growing up there was um raspberries and especially blackberries just kind of like grew in the wild and we were like on the foot of a mountain um so like we'd go on walks and stuff and there would just be like a blackberry bush and just like pick them off and eat them and stuff so I think there's like something especially tied to the kind of organic part not organic in the like you know organic food kind of side but just the organic like <laughs> invitation of it into my life you know <laughs> it felt it felt like there's a little extra connection there more so than just like which one of these tastes good from a grocery store which i mean now 100 i'm just getting it from a grocery store right. um but you know it's got memories associated with it that like i don't i've never picked an orange off a tree <laughs> you know probably could either. Sure. Yeah. i picked a few apples chucked them yeah the yep we had an apple tree for a little bit and uh, just by before any of the apples came off the tree, birds would just like eat them. So yeah. I don't think we had a single apple off that tree. It was, it was just birds. So, Get you know, sad times. <laughs> um, but yeah, AJ finishes with hashtag fanatics foods. Hashtag fanatics so, food. right. There it is. You know, it's funny. I started that. And here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And as as I mentioned to AJ last week, it's it, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to find a new a new life for that, as you also know. Moving along, um, <laughs> yep. Uh, Mega Man asked uh, just for Alec, what is your favorite Digimon and why? So Alec, what's your favorite Digimon? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, um, Greymon, easy. Greymon. Yeah, man, it's. I feel like that's like a also a basic answer, but it's I'm a basic B. I play Mario in every game. Yeah, man. I'm making sure Greymon's the one I think it is because I'm yes, it is. Yeah. Greymon's great, you know. Um, I, I do think mine is different. I think um hang on, I'm gonna find out what his name is without just asking. Um uh I'm not gonna remember. The wolf <laughs> kind of um Garurumon oh man so whatever comes right before is it gabumon comes right before gururumon yeah it's gabumon i think gabumon's my favorite which i i don't know Gabumon's pretty cool i like his little like coat of arms i don't know that's the question somebody he's wearing his fur (laughs) probably what does this one do Oh, I did also like, um, I'm just looking up the, um, I liked Gomamon, um, once he evolved into Zudomon, but also, I mean, I'm only, (laughs) my only memories of this are literally (laughs) when the first season happened and I was like, oh no, I like Pokemon, but also this is so cool. And like, I didn't know how to feel about that. Um, you know, well, you people like AJ had to pick Pokemon or Power Rangers. <laughs> That's so true. Oh man, I loved finding. You can only out. like that one was... thing. <laughs> yep. Man, and this I could be a completely different channel if you went the other way. Seriously, man. Yeah, imagine just like just AJ hardcore Power Rangers fan. <laughs> it's crazy. What a world. Um, Aiden asks. 
Who's the hottest Pokemon? Clearly, the, the only correct answer is Charizard. <laughs> I was, I, my guess was Mag Cargo, and then I looked it up, and it was Mag Cargo, and I was very happy about that. Um, who is officially, you know, is uh, eighteen thousand deg- degrees Fahrenheit Celsius? I don't remember which one of those. Something two. egregious, yeah. Just like ridiculous, because he's freaking lava, you know, like, uh, but. All things considered, bringing it back to like the pinnacle of both of those answers. Yeah, Charizard straight up, you know? Charizard every time. <laughs> he just, he cool. Who even knows who Mag Champ is? <laughs> or whatever his name was. <laughs> I can't even say his name. Mag Cargo. I, yeah. I have a soft spot for him too because when I stopped collecting Pokemon cards, I had a Mag Cargo EX that was like one of my, I think it was one of my only EX cards. And it just had a lot of HP. And to me, I was like, wow, like, that's it. what Charizard a great HP, Pokemon. That's true. 120? I think 120. Uh, something. It was, it was triple digits for sure. million HP. Take that mm-hmm. into the, to the bank and deposit it. And they're going to send me home and possibly call the cops on me for... Oh, my goodness. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that today. That's. I, I assume we're talking about the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I hate it so much. It's I, the world, man. It's the world. Yeah. What, I don't remember what you called COVID-19 earlier, but that... Da Vinci Code 19? Da Vinci Code 19. <laughs> yeah. The, just the intersection of those things is... Yeah. I mean, it, so to, to keep going on that for a minute, I guess, too. So my daughter is, is mixed Puerto Rican and Black. Um, and that's something that, like, right now, she's just a baby. And everything easy um but that's something that like over time i'm gonna have to think about like how things that i have no experience in giving i mean even just a dad to a girl i'm sure there's going to be some things of like oh i've never experienced that thing and having to teach somebody else a life experience that i only know about but don't have any personal experience with but especially you know unless things are magically way better um you know in 15 20 years or whatever like that's just a whole thing that like yeah is i don't know i feel like it's going to be less of a thing that you think because we are growing up in a time of blended everything and everybody yeah so you know i i think it's just going to be one of those things like oh really okay (laughs) yeah i mean i i hope so it's and hope Hopefully, I mean, specifically within like police stuff and stuff, like I hope that that's something that because of everything that's happening now and how obvious it is that like that black people are just treated way worse than white people by police officers, especially. Yeah, like hopefully that's something that just a shift of generation will aid in that at least get rid of some of the old guard when the old guard dies off yeah hopefully some of their ideas go with them yeah but i mean it also seems like there's people you know like i mean going back to the russia and ukraine thing um i was watching something um where it was a a guy who um ukrainian or at least lived in ukraine but his father's still back in russia and he called his or talked to his dad who hadn't talked to in just like a little bit, not like they were a stranger or anything, but like hadn't talked to him a little bit. And his dad hadn't checked up on him throughout all of this. And he was like, I wonder why dad hasn't checked up on me. Um, and like his dad just 
legitimately wouldn't believe. He was like, no, you guys are like, it's Nazism that's happening to you. And that's what's going on. And so you guys are, um, the Russian soldiers are coming in to save you guys. And they're giving you clothes and food and warmth and stuff so that you can be protected from the Nazis and stuff. And dude was like, no, you're, they are bombing our cities. Like that's, you know, and the dad was just like, would like, wouldn't hear any of it. So like those kinds of things always make me a little bit worried to like, man, people. Propaganda is strong out here, man. Yeah. That's bad. But we'll we'll figure it out as we go along and not in this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All things considered, you know, Uh, yeah. So, I, I mean, I wish we could just figure it out in this podcast and that could just fix all the things. Man, Maybe we're the I, solution. We are the solution. We are the future. <laughs> um, and the future involves Discord questions. Here we go. Let's answer <laughs> these. Um, all right, Discord. Uh, Low Rule Legend asks, do you have a game or franchise that you absolutely love, but you hear nobody else talk about? I mean... Yeah. Obvious answer is obvious, I guess. Yes, most definitely. I guess it all depends on who you, what you mean by nobody. Right. Because in my corner of the world, which is very small, (laughs) that's all everybody talks about. Yeah. But, you know, when you get outside the bubble, they say, what? Oh, that's where (laughs) Captain Falcon's from. So, yeah. um, They might not, you mean that Smash Bros guy, right? Like, yeah, no. So, yeah, obvious answer is obvious. I'm sticking with that. Yeah. I think, I mean, I have two. One's more obvious than the other. Um, Golden Sun is the classic go-to that, like, but people definitely do talk about it. Like, it comes up kind of the same way that F-Zero does, where, like, people are like, you know what Nintendo should bring back? golden sun and that's about all i hear about it more often than not um i'm planning on doing another golden sun video at some point um this year or whenever but um but like i don't see other people making videos about golden sun barely at all like some here and there um but it's be the change bro be the change (laughs) (laughs) so that's one is golden sun um but you know again it gets talked about in passing enough the one that i hear literally nobody talk about is i always had a soft spot for extreme g did you ever play that on the n64 where i live Uh i can't not hear about it and i freaking hate it (laughs) well i guess i want to know why (laughs) yeah it's because it feels like that's like this is the answer to f-zero or something like that you tell me when, when it was popular that's yeah. what that's what the discord where the capital d was yeah that's what the discourse was but now anytime that someone says oh we're making an f zero like game mm-hmm. it's not like f zero. it's like extreme g stop lying to me yeah <laughs> so, yep. and the fact that people can't tell the difference between the two is ridiculous like my grandmother she calls everything a nintendo my brother has yeah. an xbox xbox one x and she's like oh you who are you playing nintendo with i'm just like <laughs> so it's that sort of thing it's just like when you're uh-huh. when you're not that informed it all looks uh-huh. the same and in the, in the grand scheme of things i guess it really doesn't make a difference because both franchises are in the ground yeah but right it's really frustrating <laughs> i i definitely can imagine that like yeah i um that feel i can't place what thing i'm associating with that feeling but i definitely have that kind of a thing it's something. I don't think it's a video game. Oh, actually, you know what? 
I'll take it back. It is a video game thing. It's Golden Sun. It's the, <laughs> like, I mean, it's a lot of other things too, but like specifically that like when Octopath Traveler came out, people were like, yeah. oh, it's kind of like Golden Sun. I'm like, this is like nah, the I mean, things that Golden Sun does special are not even thought about in the realm of this. I, I really enjoyed Octopath Traveler. Like that's not a diss to that game at all, but it's like, they're very unrelated things. And just like all sorts of, the closest thing is like um, Sea of Stars, I think it's called, is coming out. Uh, sometime this year I think maybe um, and that one has a very Golden Sun aesthetic to it The from what I can tell the gameplay um, isn't specifically there like my my big thing that I really like about that game that other games don't have is the RPG with the overworld puzzles using your um, your powers and your synergy like that's just a fun crossing of things you know it's like zelda it's like 2d zelda puzzles pretty much um but those two things just don't really ever happen in other games so um so all that said i definitely can feel that it was just one of those i don't know why i just i somebody gave me extreme g i bought extreme g i don't know but like i don't I think anybody it. actually bought it i think these are all games stolen from blockbuster video and they never got taken yeah, back i mean you're probably not <laughs> wrong but yeah it just became part of my childhood and it was just like one of those games that i'd play a lot um and at some point like the battery either something happened with the cartridge and it wouldn't save anymore yeah the battery um, backup went out yeah so i if i wanted to play the later levels in the game i had to like just complete the whole game to be able to do it um and i wasn't that good so that happened very infrequently um but yeah just a fun game and see the common and i I know we're going back to an old topic but the common misconception is just like oh well this game has floating cars and they go fast in the future why don't you just play that (laughs) so first of all this game looks bland it's got no soul Mm-hmm. It's got no character. It's got no characters. True. The world is non-existent. You just, uh, you're, you've gone back to the 80s and early 90s, you know, um, like early video games with like Space Invaders and Asteroids mm-hmm. where you're, you're just a machine doing yeah. a thing and that's it. There's no story. There's no why. There's no interaction between people. It's just, all right, go from A to B and that's it. But yep. it's just more than that. It's a lot more than what they um what most people know about it and that's a shame and i feel like until we get a new one most people will keep that sort of chain of thought yeah no i can definitely say i mean even going back to the snes f-zero like was there in that one was there also story stuff behind the scenes going on or was that before the sorry what was that in the main yes 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 makes sense yep yeah that's just cool you know so I take it back. Stream D sucks. It's the worst game <laughs> known to man. <laughs> um, oh, no, man. Yeah. <laughs> ET for the Atari 2600 is pretty up there. Yeah. It's probably second worst. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> it is funny, though, like just that, like of all the people for me to mention Extreme G2, like anybody else at most would probably be like, oh. I've heard of that. I've played it. I feel maybe neutrally about it or whatever. Cause like I probably should feel neutrally about it. It's truly nostalgia speaking. Um, yeah. So that's just a fun Don't say cross section. Either. <laughs> yeah. how, how do you feel about um, fast RMX within that whole thing? Like it's, it's more like wipeout than it is of zero. Yeah. Like, is it fun to play anyway? Or is it frustrating because of what it's not? 
even well you know when i was first introduced to it um back on the Wii, it was a Wii shop game i think mm-hmm. it's just called fast racing league and somebody pitched it to me like, oh well, it's just like that i'm just like okay and i played for all of 15 minutes and never touched it again <laughs> the worst 1000 Wii points i've ever spent oh no <laughs> Um, but no, Fast RMX is a good game on its mm-hmm. own when you don't try to compare it to something that you've been waiting for for 20 yep, years. Exactly. Um, it, but it's just, it's not the same. Again, it's more like Wipeout or Extreme G. The machines are huge. The tracks are small. They mm-hmm. handle like grease pigs on stilts. It's just, it's more <laughs> like a, a boat game, really. Like mm. you drive, you remember Hydro Thunder from the um, arcades? I nope. feel like it's, oh, it's maybe. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it, 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 it just is it doesn't handle anywhere mm-hmm. near the same. Unfortunately, a lot of the stuff it looks pretty, but it looks like it's stock. Yeah. Like they, they went to the Unity engine. It's like futuristic city, uh-huh. futuristic forest. I'm just like, okay, yep. I guess. But it just, I don't know. It's like the new Super Mario Brothers are racing games. I, that makes sense for sure. And I think what you said about like feels like racing on water or whatever. Like as I'm, playing mario kart again and just going between the fact that like you can pretty well fine-tune how you want to drive just with different like carts or whatever and like probably a lot of those other games you know like have stats but it doesn't change the fact that they don't drive the same as f-zero does you know like that kind of like they're just their way of achieving that is just like different from each other so I guess it seems like. (laughs) And so the thing is one is not a replacement for the other. They were, they, they work together. Well, they, they complement each other. They Mm -hmm. basically work in different fields doing similar things, but you know, one shouldn't be a replacement for the other. Yep. I, it is a little bit baffling just to close up this thing of like, why hasn't anybody, I mean, maybe when fast RMX was being created, they were trying to get as close as possible to being an F zero game, but maybe not, but like why not just F zero, but other franchises like that too. Like there's games like bug fables. That's like a spiritual successor that was people were like, wow, you know, talked about it a lot as a successful spiritual successor and stuff. And there's just some franchises that like nobody's, even making significant spiritual successors for, or like, you know, yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting. It's possible because the bar was set so high back then. It's just like daunting. <laughs> daunting. I don't know. I, I haven't yeah. the slightest idea, but a lot of these games are more like Wipeout and Extreme G than they are F-Zero. And it's very disappointing. Yep. <laughs> um, Fanatics Foods question. Rise Gang asks, Cheez-Its or Goldfish Crackers? Cheez-Its. If it's one or the other, cheese its. Um, if I can choose just like neither, I'll go. I'll go. Go <laughs> <laughs> <Well>, neither. <laughs> yeah. No, you you you've got a gun to your head and you have to pick. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd probably go cheese its. I'd actually. That said, I would go. Um, like if changing the flavor of goldfish crackers, like doing picking a different box than the standard one, doesn't really bring it up or down many notches it's just kind of like whatever however i will say cheese it's if i can choose not original cheese it's but choose like the hot and spicy cheese it's or something else like that then that like brings it up a whole bunch of notches for me so like yeah that said yeah cheese regardless gang. yeah white, ch- white cheddar is good 
I'll choose that. I actually likes the extra toasty, and I I don't like the extra toasty ones. I don't know. I think they feel dry. I think that's all it is because they're too toasty. Because okay. they are. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the point. Um, but yeah, but with Cheez-Its, you can make the like homemade Butterfinger thing. I, I've never made them myself, but my mother-in-law's made them and I've tried them and that's pretty good. So Jesus win all around. All around. Last but not least, um, Avery Cope asks, with digital purchases becoming so prevalent, how important is it for Nintendo to have a backwards compatibility in their next console? Leaving behind an entire library of games, again, would seems like it would really upset fans. I have an answer, but you go first. Ooh, okay. Discourse with a capital D. (laughs) From the way Nintendo has been since 85, not very important, simply because the Super Nintendo was not backwards compatible with the regular Nintendo. Um, the, The N64 was not backwards compatible with the Super Nintendo. The GameCube was not backwards compatible with the Nintendo 64. It wasn't until the GameCube into the Wii that backwards compatibility even became a thing on their home consoles. Obviously, you you had a Game Boy. Mm-hmm. Your Game Boy Advance could play everything that had a Game Boy name on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was always a thing. But as far as the home consoles were concerned, it wasn't very important to Nintendo because you basically have the evolution of each system going forward. The GameCube was the perfected version of the nintendo 64 the nintendo 64 was the supposed perfect version of the super nintendo um so i don't feel that they feel like it's very important it's just like we did all this old stuff um don't worry about that play our new stuff and a lot and that's a lot of the problem with being a nintendo fan sometimes it's just like well you know what we want to play the old things it's like well we already made that go Mm -hmm. go play that on something else but we're not going to make it available for you and you better not pirate it (laughs) so I mean, I know the, the the ethics and the morality of pirating games is beyond the purview of this video, mm-hmm. but to fans, I feel like it's more important. Like I, that my Wii U and Wii U are still connected because they have all of my old games that I bought on them. The fact mm-hmm. that I don't have to pay for them again on the NSO is cool, but if they never release old games again, I still have my old games. Yeah. Um, Although I can I can understand where people they they get uneasy about stuff like that because you know these old machines they break down um, and eventually will stop working and the cloud services they shut down um, mm-hmm. the Wii U and the 3DS eShops are closing within the next year or two um, so being able to access these things is going to be more difficult price mm-hmm. goes up um, so I think. As a service provider, Nintendo may want to consider providing that service to people who want to give them money for said service. Yeah, I I agree with all of that. And my like just very strong guess is that um, at this point they're they're finally looking ahead <laughs> and thinking a little bit about like what it looks like because basically like I think for the longest time, like you said for them not having super consistent backwards compatibility across different things. I think they just only ever really thought about like, what, what's the technology able to do for us right now? And, 
you know, like when they designed the GameCube, they weren't thinking let's design the GameCube, but let's make it so that whenever we design the next thing, we can blah, blah, you know, they just designed the GameCube. And when they made the Wii and it's just a GameCube basically with some stuff going on, I think they thought about like, man, we can can play GameCube games, I guess. And then Wii U (laughs) kind of more of the same. But I think finally, like, especially with the, the flop that was the Wii U and also, um, the eShop of the DS moving to the 3DS and that they were, you know, consistently kept that up. Even with those closing, like my guess, which we'll only find out in, you know, dozens of years at this point, is that the 3DS and Wii U eShops closing is kind of the last time that that's ever going to happen. Not fully, because like, I think the Switch shop in and of itself will close, but I think that as long as their relationship with NVIDIA keeps going um, or as long as they're able to keep up the same kind of like, you know, hardware arc infrastructure that can be future proof basically. Mm. And like that it can run games natively from old ones or whatever. Um, I don't know that cartridges will, like I think the next game probably, or the next console probably will still have the same cartridge slot and be able to use that. I don't know that that'll necessarily keep going forward forever, whatever, but I kind of think at this point, like um, that uh, other than, you know, like on the switch light, there's some games that you can't really play because you need motion controls or something. I mean, you can, yeah, exactly. So like, there's, you know, some of those kinds of things where like maybe a future console won't have some kind of gimmick that the switch has or something like that. But, um, but thankfully I think like they're, they're finally, the switch is the beginning of the future with all of this. And I think that's kind of evidence at least through the next console. Like I, you know, I don't know. It's hard to look ahead 12 years and guess what that's going to look like. But at least with the next console, I think the slow rollout of NSO stuff and the way that they've talked about this stuff and positioned it is that it's just going to be a continuation of the Switch. Um, And that at least like your account stuff, even if the hardware for some reason is completely different, I think like the account portion of it um, is going to carry forward the same way that PlayStation's and Xboxes has. Um, and that this is like their last time to try to figure out how do we bring these games from the past up to the present. And it's, A, it's taken them a while, which is a little bit frustrating, but like, you know, if if they're playing the long game, then in their mind, it's like, well, it'll be there eventually. But it's, it's, yeah, I don't know. I feel like they did kind of put themselves in a very peculiar position, the way they designed their consoles, specifically the Wii and the Wii U. Mm. Um, because like you saw what happened when they tried to um, port over Super Mario Galaxy over to Switch. Mm. It, like if I wanted to play that on a regular controller, it doesn't, it's not intuitive yeah. trying to navigate with the, um, the pointer and you have to recalibrate your controller because it's not, there's no sensor bar. So it doesn't really know where it is. It's kind of guessing where you are. You have to recalibrate mm. every time. There's a lot of games that on the Wii will probably not be, or Wii U rather, that probably will require a lot of reworking to be backwards compatible or what have you mm-hmm. and it may require more effort than are willing to put in yeah right yeah i mean i think you know they know more than anybody how evergreen a lot of their games are and i'm sure especially with seeing how um virtual console stuff went where like you know 
sure they'd put an N64 game back online. I mean, besides Mario 64 or like some of like the heavy hitter blockbuster ones, they put some N64 game on um, virtual console and then it would sell for like a day and then it would go away. And so it's like kind of what's, that's a lot of effort to put into like not a whole lot of reward. So it would be better to just have something where like, it's just there and you don't have to think about it more. So similarly with those kinds of games, like you said, um, like Mario galaxy or whatever, I would, I would imagine that they want to do one last, like let's get everything on that we can and that we want to get onto kind of the modern hardware and like make it kind of the vanilla version that can work on, you know, most regular controllers and stuff like that. Um, and then that's probably all that, you know, that'll be the end of that. But although I have a yeah. counter argument for that. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> um, my thing is, you know, just put it all on there and then free up the button mapping. Mm-hmm. Like completely let us do whatever we want to do. Make the games available and we'll figure out the rest is basically yeah. what it is. Um, mm-hmm. Which I mean, you can button map on the switch anyway so i guess that's if they yeah but it would be great to put it on like a game per game basis as opposed right. to System just like wise. yeah which is a, a nuisance to do like you can do it but it, but it's annoying <laughs> like i can't remember what game but there was some game that i went i went in all the time and like would change it and i just gave up eventually and didn't anymore <laughs> yeah i'm with you and you know what? We're with all of you in spirit and in uh, words on every Saturday at 10 a.m. Um, I don't know, whatever. Falcon, thanks so much for coming and hanging out and talking about F-Zero oh, and yeah. enlightening us. And um, yeah, any closing thoughts or closing words of sorts? Rip AJ. He's ripped, oh. though. He'll be back next week. That's true. He'll be back next week. <laughs> I, every time now, I always think about the one time where on the podcast, he was like, oh, Rip Parker, Parker's not here, blah, 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 blah. And then I happened to get in a car wreck that night. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was like not a bad car wreck. At all. I mean, it was like it sucked for our car. It was um, we pulled into a gas station behind a truck and then the truck decided to start backing out and hadn't seen us there. And so he just like on like the front oh, of the car. No, that could have been awful. We were fine. Everything was not a big deal, but like, you know, the car had to, took a while to do all that stuff. But all that said, just like the fact that AJ was like, Rip Parker, and I got in a car wreck. He felt so bad. And it was very funny <laughs> um, for me. Yeah. So. All right. Good stuff, everybody. Uh, yeah. Keep tuned into uh, what's a sign out question for the podcast in the YouTube comments. Mm. You got anything? If you could be any Pokemon mm-hmm. from Gen 3 specifically, only Pokemon I was introduced in Gen 3, who would it be? Perfect. That's the one. All righty, y'all. Have a good time. See you later. Yeah. Bye. Bye.